Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about Minute 101, which is going to start with Dr. Choi showing Dr. Stone the hottest thing on Earth. And then the minute is going to end with Dr. Stone arriving to his apartment to see uh, quite a mess has been made. Um, So we got a solid stone minute here. Solid stone minute. Yeah. Not to be confused with the uh, Kojima character, which we legally cannot say his name. We can't? I don't think so. Let me check with my lawyer. Um, Who's also the hottest thing on earth. Anyways... Today, we're talking about Minute 101, Dr. Ryan Choi showing Dr. Stone the hottest thing on Earth, which is this laser. And the more I watch this movie, which I've seen it so many times now, I can't can't even count how many times I've seen this movie. The laser is not the hottest thing on Earth. It's the piece of metal. It's the piece of metal. Okay. Um, That laser is pretty hot, though. Let me tell you. Whistle, whistle. I don't know if that comes through (laughs) over the audio medium. I think it did. I heard it, so it must have come through. If I hear it on my headphones and the recording picked it up. All right. That's how it works, right? That was a legitimate question, kind of. I... Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, the, the the hottest thing on earth, this whole, this whole scene. Um, and it's cool that we have it isolated right here. Like, this whole minute is just Ryan Choi showing Dr. Stone, like, the laser and, and talking about, like, how it's the hottest thing on earth. And that's what my prom date said. Um, it's, it's interesting in the sense where he says, you know, do you believe that the Batman is related to the missing mother box, you know, 61892, 61892, um, uh, and 61982, I said that correctly, right? 61982. Yeah. The year, 1982. Um, because normally, like, and especially if we look back at Dawn of Justice, and everything that was said there was either like a misdirection or it was something related to this whole Lex Luthor plot. Like, Dawn of Justice was a mystery. But this movie isn't a mystery. It's not trying to be something that we have to discover. Like, we know when we see the parademon sketch from the witness that it's a parademon it's not the batman but we know that the people in the universe are thinking it's the batman so when ryan Choi turns to dr silas stone or both are doctors so dr Choi is turning to dr stone and says do you think you know this the batman is in you know somehow related to this i keep thinking about it like it's not for the audience right like this isn't this isn't like you know, the Batman stole it or whatever, because obviously Dr. Silas Stone is like, no, I don't think so. Right. Because I know my son has the mother box and all these things and stuff like that. Well, that's, that's what I was always thinking. It's like, but your question of like, is it for the audience or not? Because it's kind of like a yes and a no. Um, it's kind of a vague question because like, do you think Batman's involved with, you know, what we know is the missing object and we know it as a mother box? Clearly he is involved with it because he's also looking for it. So it's still missing in 
Batman's uh, point of view, but also, like, no, it's not for the audience because we know the answer because we know Silas Stone stole that freaking thing. So his answer of, like, like no, I, I, I don't think Batman's involvement is, you know, he's in it, is, like, nail on the head because we're like, duh. Like, you resurrected yeah. your son with that shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's not like how Dawn of Justice was where people were like, oh, the Batman is, like, off the rails. He's, like, crazy. And, and Superman killed a bunch of people in Nairobi, and we had to go, like, wait, did he? And also... um Scoot McNary's character, Wallace O'Keefe, was like, oh, you know, was he part of Lex Luthor's plan to to bomb the Capitol and stuff like that? And all those things that happened in that movie, we have to look at it and go, okay, wait, no, he was set up by this person, Anatoly Kanaizev, and Wallace didn't know he was going to die, and he was just being used, and Kahina Ziri was just a paid actor to say that she was part of Nairomi or, you know, to make up the story. Her parents are fine. Like there's so much in Batman V Superman that is disinformation on purpose to confuse you, to try to solve what the plot is so that you can actually make a ground that both the superheroes can stand on together. Um, Whereas in this movie, it's like, we know the answers already. And the only thing I can think of is, well, it's just pretty cool story-wise that you have characters like Silas Stone in Star Labs talk, talking to the Atom and talking about the Batman who also exists in the universe and just being like, you think the Batman is involved with this? And that's just like a really cool like shared universe thing. Um, it just I like thinking like, about it the more so like that everybody is on the same page with him being a sleuthy bastard. And just yeah. like being this like grubby dude that like wants to like just be involved in the anything and kind of has to control um, like everything, you know. So like the question of it, <laughs> I, I like your idea of thinking like m- more so like other costume people thinking like, do you think the Batman's it's, it's anything that crosses path in Gotham? It's like, whoa, hang on. You think the Batman's got anything to do with this? Yeah, I think that's a cooler way to think about it. It's just like. You think the Batman's involved with this? That would be like us, I don't know, like just people in Gotham having those same conversations where something would happen and two people in a gas station just being like, yo, did you hear what happened over at Ace Chemicals? And it's like, yeah, do you think the Batman was involved in that? And it's like, it's just like an urban Well, that's probably, that could have been even a real question because Harley blew that place up with a truck. Yeah, and then people are just like, oh, yeah, we heard the Harley Quinn blew that up. It's nothing is confirmed. Everything is just a rumor. Everyone just inferred that it was a giant F you to the Joker, which it was, but it's like everyone still has to make that suggestion. The rumors that, that go about about Harley, like, leaving the Joker and all of that stuff, that all the, all the Harley Quinn talk is how what we kind of want it for like the Batman talk. We're getting it with Harley, how yeah. it, it, it goes through multiple storylines with, with just, you know, with, with Margot Robbie's Harley particularly. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's, that's again, that just goes back to DC trying to do the whole rebranding of, of her separate from Joker and it's working question mark. It is. They're um, making it work. I'll tell you they're that making much. it work. I think people are doing different things with with her. Um, I think it's a whole other conversation yeah. for another time. But uh, I definitely like 
the overall direction DC has gone with with Harley Quinn, and now she's such a hugely iconic character. She, she, I think she's outgrown DC in a way. Like it's, she's almost like her own separate IP, separate from. Because I feel like Batman is still tied to DC Comics, but Harley Quinn is like almost more than a superhero character icon. She's more of like a just a pop pop figure. Fake, yeah. yeah, fake persona like that people idolize. Um but uh yeah, it's it's really cool the way that that Dr. Choi talks about the Batman. And I think about it in that way and so I don't I try not to like be like misled by what he's saying as if he's speaking to me the audience and trying to solve a mystery it's more just like it's really cool concepts that we have characters inside the dc universe talking about another dc character um with no connection to you know the the superstar status of ben affleck and and the batman we know and the batman that is part of the justice league they're still talking to themselves as if the batman is still that shadowy character that we saw at the beginning of dawn of justice where you had like officer rucka where he was like i saw him and like being astounded that he saw the batman and it's the same way dr Choi is talking about it here he's like do you think the batman stole that item like do you think he did it i think it's i think it should relate more um should relate more back to how these two scientists or maybe all of star labs views the batman and their relationship of 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 what their relationship between them and the batman is um Mm -hmm. and think about it on levels of like as scientists and stuff i made the assumption i think last week of this uh this 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 laser now we saw a laser with 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 uh wayne tech and i don't think it is too far-fetched to think that the the laser that is in the Batcave was a prototype and then got put into production or whatever maybe he's kept the prototype and the finished product went to star labs mm-hmm. so there is a connection between wayne and star labs possibly now let's think about these to are... add on to that real quick for you. Yeah. I mean, just to, to give evidence to that reason. I mean, Star Labs is a subsidiary of the DOD, the Department of Defense. They obviously get funding from the Department of Defense, but the Department of Defense has to buy weapons. They have to buy technology from other institutes. And so they could look to a billionaire, Wayne Tech, R&D, exactly. and research development, scientific uh, experiments and just be like, yes, we would like to buy your asset, your your uh, laser that you have in development. And Bruce Wayne goes, yeah, I don't need it anymore. Uh, use it for science. And they gave it to Star Labs, and boom, there you go, right down the street. So exactly. So then, like, think about these two very smart individuals, very smart individuals not criminals not being superstitious criminals and scared of a vampire man that steals green rocks you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and they're just like okay this guy obviously has resources that we don't or he has the same resources that we have in this freaking lab but he's doing it on his own in a cave this guy's on another level so like that that aspect and realizing that batman is a good guy so the question of 
well, you don't think Batman is involved with with this this mystery box that was stolen, right? Because you know all the uh, the 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 kidnapped people or whatever had the description of you know caped scary guy, you know, and we attribute it to Batman and stuff. I think it's just like a real tell to how smarter individuals in this universe and just in mm. general would see Batman and and know that he's not a superstitious vampire man that goes around scaring people. It's like, no, this dude is probably some crazy gymnast dude that can like beat the crap out of people ninja style and has a cool car, you know? The scientists Clearly, would yeah, yeah. the scientists would be like no, nah, it's just exactly. It's not a vampire. It's a it's a it's a guy dressed up in a it's costume. Like, oh, it's yeah, no, it's and then it's like, oh, obviously, it's the dude that has his own R and D and supports the military, like in the. So city. you're saying they know that the Batman <laughs> is Bruce Wayne? Uh, I'm saying as Nathan just like kind of views the the DC Comics world. Yes, there are individuals that just know these things. Much like how Perry White knows that Clark is Superman. Just knows. He doesn't say but he knows. Um yes, there's people that can put the two and two together. And uh obviously, then like, obviously but... later on when when the Justice League is formed and they are like in front of podiums and have a Hall of Justice and stuff. You see that Batman is a hum- a, a person and it's like, "Oh yeah, totally." So He's it's like not a, he's not a myth anymore. When they, you know, the Hall of Justice is in the Wayne Manor. And they're going to be like, "Oh, you know, the Justice League, they all hang out at Bruce Wayne's house." And I wonder who the Batman is with all this money. Like it was, exactly. it's hard it's hard to defend <laughs> that once you make your home it's so uh, they must they people must know yeah people must know and obviously word is getting around that that lex luther has been out and he's telling people like deathstroke and you know obviously deathstroke is going to the bounty is out tweet it obviously i mean the bounty's out on bruce wayne's head like that's a that's a real that's a thing yeah the dude's got a target on his back Um, it's also yeah it's Um, do you think people know that Batman was at the the, the fight with Doomsday? Because um, everyone knows, obviously, Superman died there. But I wonder if people know, like, Batman and Wonder Woman were there. Um, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know if that's a thing that people would know. I don't that know. As well. I think think. I think it would. I think Superman's death overshadows everything in that aspect. Yeah. And it's like, who cares who was there? It's point. more of like a well. It's a it's, it's more of like a heavier hammer when Batman has the line of dialogue, you know, to Aquaman. Like I was there when he died. Like, oh snap! I didn't realize that people were there when he died. I thought it was just a Superman thing. Hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't hit that hard for Aquaman because he's like, you know, my point exactly. Yeah. Doofus. <laughs> and now you really want me to join your team? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't lead with that, idiot. Uh I I did really find it funny though, you know, when Ryan Choi is like, You're looking at the hottest thing on earth, which is what my prom date said I said to my prom date. Uh she left me anyways. And Dr. Silas Stone is just like, uh huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right <nerd. laughs> cringe but okay i'm gonna keep yeah. walking 
<laughs> like he literally does not care. I think it's a great joke. I think it's just great that Silas Stone was just like, oh yeah, it is a great joke. I and it was weird, like when he first said it in my mind, I was like, that sounds like a pickup line, and he follows up immediately with it does. Yeah, but then you're like, oh wait, no, he's like t- talking about himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a good meme template. I've seen some people use it. Like, you're looking at the hottest thing on Earth, and it's just, they use it as a react to anything that they're seeing or watching, uh, which I really do enjoy. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a really cool little lore moment for for these DC characters and Star Labs. And Star Labs has such an interesting subplot. Like, if you take Silas Stone, Ryan Choi, the whole Star Labs, everything that happens inside of it, mm-hmm. um, it has purpose, and I know all of this is missing from the other cut. Um, and I will say it it does have a weird place to be put in the movie, only because like we're seeing it for the first time, and we're having to juxtapose like the movie we saw and the movie we're seeing now, and like who are these people? how do we edit this movie to cut to these characters to then cut to what matters as far as like the justice league coming together and the mother boxes being found. And it's always such an interesting subplot when they cut to the star labs, because in my mind, I'm always looking at the pacing uh, for this movie and they do it so well from part to part to part. Like each part internally has this pacing of like, talk about this character, talk about this character and go to star labs, talk about the mother box and so when they have to cut to a conversation about the mother box, it's either Star Labs or it's Desaad and Steppenwolf. And so it's interesting to see how they lay in Dr. Ryan Choi and Silas Stone because there's a Silas Stone that works here at Star Labs and then there's a Silas Stone that talks to Victor. Like there's a father Silas and there's the doctor Silas, right? And in this minute, we're going to get both. But it's interesting to see when they edit that in because there's there's so many subplots in this movie i mean you have every single character the partnerships between each character the relationships you have i mean we just did like a wonder woman alfred one and there's like wonder woman batman and cyborg and, and batman and cyborg and wonder woman and superman and batman barry and, and Lois, victor Lois barry and, and victor Martha. digging up a grave that's yeah that's the big that's like a banner you need to like put that on a poster and like Go, I don't know. He's, 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 thing. he's, he's shaking his, his, I don't know. He's doing like, a, I'm pantomiming, like holding a big old poster above my head. Yeah. You're like doing the like one, a, the, the chick from Independence Day. That's, dude, we're here. How, Welcome how, home. how, 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 how were we picturing the exact same thing i'm trying to i was trying to like describe in a general manner on how i was holding up a poster and i was like being like you know uh uh, cusack with the with the boom box or something and i was like how do people like understand this i was like okay nobody ever saw that movie dick where they were doing that thing in front of the white house they didn't get that and then you came up with the independence day which was the first one that i went to and i was like no no one's gonna get that no one is going to pay no one ever paid attention to that girl i did Mark also did. I did. Ladies and gentlemen. Man, they got, got there. There were people dressed up like aliens on that rooftop. They were pe- taking me with you and everything. They were having a party. Freaking zapped. And they took them with them, for sure. It happened. Um, so, yeah. 
it's just really cool to see how they how they stitch this movie together. How they what a how concept they... <laughs> of like new, aliens they, in New York and like being like there's like a like rooftop parties and their whole purpose is like yeah we're gonna go and see if they're gonna beam us up like that is obviously that would happen but this mm-hmm. is a movie from the 90s like thinking about this stuff and it's like clearly you oh man clearly the crazies are gonna like get up on a roof and do this yeah what that a roland emmerich he had he had some good concepts um i i, I wonder if patrick Tatopoulos also worked on that movie there's as, a lot well of the ships honestly it's the ship design of that alien ship seems yeah. very kryptonian doesn't it yeah because mm-hmm. uh patrick Tatopoulos, if people don't know already he worked on this movie dawn of justice and you know uh godzilla independence day so um that's where the name Tatopoulos comes from. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's cut over to the next scene here. I don't know if you have anything left for Star Labs. No, Star Labs is done. Cool, cool. Um, this next scene has Silas Stone walking up into the apartment. Now, this shot of Silas Stone walking into the apartment, you get the bird's eye view of him walking up. We've seen this shot before. Uh, there's a lot of Zack Snyder shots that we've seen, like uh, the moving van shot where like the van, you know, someone is running into the background van cuts them off doors open they pull the person in we've seen yes. that shot three times in this uh i guess they're calling it now Zack snyder's justice league trilogy um which is interesting because we were always calling it the dawn of justice trilogy but i guess the official name now according to the 4k box set is Zack snyder's justice league trilogy um, we've seen three shots of that already. And this shot here of the bird's eye view of someone walking into their apartment, we've seen this in, I believe we've seen this in Dawn of Justice when, when uh, Lois Lane is walking to the apartment right after the battle or the skirmish in Nairobi. Um, I don't think we've seen it in Man of Steel, but I don't know if we've seen it once before also in this movie. But I've seen the shot so many times Um where they walk up the steps into the apartment. It's uh, just something that Zack Snyder does. It's kind of like the hand shots as well. So mm-hmm. they look really nice. Very really comic nice book panel honestly. It looks like this is just a static panel. That might be it. It might just be something like, he's Hey, we can do this. Like, in, like, I can actually do this shot, like, in real life. And it's like, okay, let's do it. So uh, do you think it's still a set? But yeah, it's, and it's just a crane, camera on a camera on her arm. Yeah, I guess they do make it look easy because they're really only four stories up, but it makes them look like they're much higher. But everything is in focus, like the whole street. Like if you look at just the design, mm-hmm. it looks like a just like a map. Like here's a street, here it goes down this way, here's yeah. the sidewalk. We've also been playing a lot of GTA, so we get this whole like top down view very very yeah, easy playing, now. <laughs> playing the playing the original GTA here. <laughs> yeah, GTA yeah. one. Um, yeah, it's just just really cool to look at. Um, he walks into his apartment here. The man's got four umbrellas. Do you ever have that many umbrellas in your life? I want to say that when I was a kid, there was a decent amount of umbrellas in the closet. You know, that my my mom probably collected over the years. Um, I own one umbrella now, and sometimes I feel like I need a second one. I have a normal size one, 
And sometimes I feel like I need one of those tiny ones to like keep those in my little, car. Those little mini ones. Yeah. That you pack in your backpack. Yeah, and hit the button and it extends like a sword. And then it like shatters into pieces. Man, those things. Umbrellas. <laughs> umbrellas and umbrellas. What is that about umbrellas? Like the way that they're so intricate intricately made and yeah. They... <laughs> yeah, there's gotta be like a there's gotta be a three D printed umbrella that has like less moving parts in it like less mechanics <laughs> yeah can someone just redesign the umbrella like can we get like the iphone of umbrellas where someone just says hey how about we just make umbrellas not you know depreciate within two weeks uh or maybe it's just florida maybe florida just wears down our uh umbrellas it's also the same with our wiper blades man you can get your wiper oh blades God. replaced and need them replaced like tomorrow honestly honestly it's like all the and even and it's, and, and it's one of the things as well it's like if you don't put them on properly and you do have to go through like crazy rain you're screwed like they're mm-hmm. completely gone and then the heat dries them up and cracks oh them the and... heat dries them up and that noise yeah oh the noise <laughs> there you go welcome back to wiper blade minute yeah um you know what i always thought was cool hang on the wiper blades on like headlights what's up with those i'm not that fancy i'm not that stretch for me that was crazy how did they why was that even like a concept why are they oh you gotta gotta wipe off the the flashlight i don't know now they got like wiper blades for people's like cams like their their rear dash cams and cars and stuff like that that's wild yeah gotta be able to record and see behind you as you reverse and stuff like that silly but anyways um kind of a cool uh 70s looking apartment here um my only reason i want to talk about that is because we've talked about this dark age of comic books as Zack snyder likes to capture uh in this movie and make it feel in that genre uh, make it really feel like a comic book movie. And to do that, we have to date the apartment older than the 80s, late 80s, early 90s style. So the apartment has to have more of a 70s feel of, of um, contemporary. Mm-hmm. So when you, go, when you first enter the apartment, you're going to see the uh, intercom on the door to speak down below. Obviously, it's got that... Um, Almost like it's newly put in, so it's kind of modern for its time. Um, but then you see like the lamp, and it has that kind of seventies bulb style um, casing on it. And obviously, we have that kind of um, that glass partition. Yeah, dentist that... doctor style. <laughs> in Miami, when I was growing up in Miami, those were everywhere. They, everywhere. Everywhere. Not everywhere. even just medical offices like they were in like fast food joints you know you go to like a miami subs grill and it everything had that i think i even lived um one of my houses in miami springs had like that in one of the bathrooms it was oh, like yeah. they had that wall and that was everywhere um it's i don't think it's called modern i think that's it's Modern, as far as like the aesthetic that's known as modern from the 90s, um, it still had a lot of glass and steel framing, uh, chrome framing, but the the whole glass wall uh, partition thing that you called it, like, yeah, that was that was everything. Everything had that accent 
of that glass wall instead of now we just have accented walls as far as paint colors and stuff like that and uh, dark wood framing but um, yeah this this whole entrance that he walks through it has like that 70s appeal even has like a bit of a male rolodex right mm-hmm. there right there in the counter so uh yeah just just really captures that style we get a good shot of like the whole apartment here when it does like him in the background standing next to the island where uh, cyborg destroyed that tape recorder and you really get to see what the whole apartment looks like and this is beautiful it's this a is, big apartment yeah that's great it it looks it looks so the the you're pointing at right now the uh the tile that they have this like stone granite is it tile? tile or is it just giant wood floor paneling cuz they're thick wood panels oh yeah i think it's thick wood paneling it has to be okay it's just a little dusty it is dusty it is dusty hey yeah, man the man works all the time all right yeah that's not that's his fault that is his fault <laughs> that's a, it's the whole reason we're here it's his fault it yeah. works too much man clean your floor clean your floors take care of your kid what yeah. did i tell you um priorities but yeah it's it's incredible you think i mean is that supposed to show like Maybe the wear and tear on his life that, of you know, course. Eleanor's not here, Cyborg's not here. Of course. Or, or no, Cyborg is here all the time, but he's, but I mean, he's depressed. Mentally, he's not here because he's, he's, he's going through his, uh, Druthers. Shinji Ikari phase. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So it just like has to show this place starting to, to lose its, its quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still looks really nice and, and ornate, at least. Um, and then this is where we see here that it starts to pan outward, and the camera starts to go into the closet to show that something has happened here in this apartment. Um, but it just looks rather nice. I, there are some interesting things on the ground. There's a, there's a skateboard here, so it's cool to know that maybe... Uh, Victor was in, into skateboarding, I could assume. I don't know, maybe if yeah. Silas or Eleanor were into skateboarding before him, but... Probably had a couple uh, Thrasher magazines laying around, huh? <laughs> let, me get, uh, let me get a photo of uh, someone with a uh, cyborg action figure doing a kickflip off a little tech tech. That's what I want to see. All right, I'll do it. Make it happen. <laughs> oh, uh, that's something I wanted to ask you, Nate. Uh, maybe what? we can kind of wrap up on this. So... I've seen a lot of these McFarlane action figures yeah. for the Justice League coming out. Yeah. Is that the flagship action figure to buy? Like now if I it was is. it is. Now McFarlane and McFarlane's got doing their whole cuz it used to be like um used to Mafex. be like the Icon series and and the what which one did you say? May Mayfex, Mayfex. May, yeah, yeah, the Mayfex used to have. They still do like they're very intricate ones, but those are. I still think they're a Japanese company, so they can like do whatever they want. But for U.S. consumers and, and whatnot, McFarlane is making the like. They're making the the action figure sets. Yeah, um, I'm assuming there was a, seven there was inches. a bit about yeah there was a bit about um, Doom Patrol had a couple action figures made for their promo for season three. Yeah, and those action figures that were made for the promo were only for the promo. There was a I you know, saw a that. tweet about that. Yeah, right. I 
wouldn't put it past them that McFarland's going to just take that model and do their own thing with it because they're making these actor-like figures. Yeah, that was my other question because I saw that that Doom Patrol Doom Patrol tweet where they were like, "Yeah, these were actually handmade for the the commercial," and I was thinking, well, if it goes to like McFarland, if McFarland says, "Okay, we're gonna make Doom Patrol action action figures," they can't just copy that design really because isn't it that a toy shop has to take their stock heads and then sculpt off that right so everything does end up that's why sometimes people have to end up making their own head sculpts for their own action figures because they need it they're going they don't have to go off a stock head that everyone is getting off off their assembly line right Um, they could do it their own way and um but I kept seeing McFarlane action figures all the time. And I've even seen him on Instagram. He'll like show off. He was showing off like the figures before they went to stores. And I don't know if I like them necessarily, but I was always wondering like, why is this the one that everyone's buying? They're I've just seen making the, the new line now. Um, yeah, I just don't think, I just don't think DC's doing like the icons line anymore or whatever they were doing before. Yeah. Um, but there are some that are like the multiverse figures. Mm hmm. Um, I don't know whose company that is now, but they do like the, I guess, other one, you know, comic book multiverse. They do video game ones as well. Yeah. I saw a couple of McFarlane ones. I saw the um, uh, Gorilla Grodd from Injustice, and I mm-hmm. found the Golden Eagle Wonder Woman. I found both of those at, oh. at Best Buy, but I was like, these are, I guess they're, they are the Black Series for DC, I would I would assume, because they're seven inch figures. They got like the articulation, all those type of things. Um, and it's interesting to see. Uh, I was looking at Steppenwolf because I I want a Steppenwolf Steppenwolf action figure. I was looking at that one. It looked really uh, nicely detailed. Obviously, everyone wants the Dark Side one um, that got released. I've seen the black Superman suit one. Uh, the cape though looked like it was the like a vinyl cape or the hard plastic cape and it wasn't like soft goods or anything like that. Um, so just really interesting, just thinking like, is this really the action figure that everyone should be buying? Um, I just, I've been wanting to have that conversation with you, but I just, now I feel I like just, now it's the best. I, I want that set. <clears throat> yeah. This line oh, for you the do? Justice League. Yeah. 100%. Especially that Steppenwolf. I was looking at it. They have a they have a Batman one, and then they have a Batman without mask one. And I was like, that's interesting. He's got two action figures already. Um, but the Steppenwolf one looked really good. I was I was actually thinking about getting that one. Um, and then it's yeah, it's just interesting how all these different uh, media they're like coming out with their own black series. I guess that that's the term I use to describe them, like premium action figures if you will star wars is known for for the black series um but with dc you have like the mcfarland's like the multiverse series and uh jurassic park has one now it's called the amber collection those yeah. look nice i've seen those um and just just they're, really they're, they're re-releasing that power rangers is also re-releasing some and i i, I wanted to show you my i'm gonna bring out my box of power ranger toys and everything and show you because the ones that they're re-releasing are the same exact ones from like 96 95 like they're the same 
exact the Megazord that they have, same exact thing that I have, and I'm pretty sure I still have all my pieces to put it together. But they would have to increase like the like. Yeah, people, I'm sure people, the grading of plastic is. People want the double jointed knees and all yeah, those I'm things. I'm curious if there's other points of articulation, but they're the, pretty much the same molds. That was the other one I saw: Birds of Prey, uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, like it was like extremely articulated uh, doll that they had, or action figure, whatever you guys want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing. We've even seen like they have now like these really high quality Gundam figures that we've been seeing in stores, and it's like wow. As far as action figures, I wish I had all of these as a kid because <laughs> it's not even just like um. Like it's not even just like owning toys. It's like this is a high end piece of uh, figure a here. statue. Yeah, you put yeah. It on a shelf, you pose it. For us back then, it was you either bought an action figure that had limited posability, or you paid like a hundred dollars for some art effects figure. Like there was no middle ground. It was just like you buy the ten dollar Clone Wars figure that couldn't move its legs. Or you bought like this hundred dollar like Darth Vader that could do had like interchangeable hands and helmet and mm-hmm. chest breather and like so you had to like go through the extremes. But now it's like okay, you want to buy this like I don't know, it's like twenty dollar figure or whatever they are now, and it's like it just is a perfect figure. You could do whatever you want with it. It's beautiful. So, anyways, I just want to talk about that real quick with you. But uh, unless you don't have anything else, let's go ahead and wrap up because we have more to talk about. So if you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. We can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for Minute 102 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.